Hello and welcome back to the TNC podcast. It's been a while. Uh, this is your hour-long neurocity therapy session. The Canaries <laughs> toppled on Teesside. Oh. How's it going? Long time no see. Yeah, well, actually, I saw you last week, but on the podcast, yeah. it's been a while. Well, you've buggered off to um, America yeah. to uh, no doubt hang out with the Atanasio. It was maybe, a, it I guess, was or? it was a business trip. Was I went it? out to see our, uh, our our sponsor. Of course, Michael you did. Hoffer. Yeah. Uh, of Hoffer and Webb found someone that drinks more than me which which was impressive he, he purchased me some American liquor well, and which why not? Uh, I need you to taste in a future episode happy days I was thinking about bringing it today yes. but I thought liquor with already running emotions could be a bad mix yeah um, so I'll yeah. leave that for a happier episode yes please Norwich uh, have been doing things yes but before we do that Let's start with the positive. Yes. Because the Norwich City women's team yeah. were at Carrowed for the first time and won. And scored lots and of goals. And scored some worldy goals. Yeah. And great to see the girls at Carrowed. Big up to the women's team. Well, it's always confused me over the years of why like, there's been such a lack of cohesion between Norwich City and the yeah. women's team. I don't it's know. All, they've uh, yeah. always seemed like separate entities. So it's yeah. nice now yeah. with the growth of the Lionesses and everything yes. that Norwich yes. City are taking their women's team seriously. Absolutely, Jack. And it shows that there's a hunger amongst the fan base to get involved as well, right? Yeah. You know, over 7,000 people there. I mean, Huge. Phenomenal support and, you know, fair play to the club for backing it in the way that they did. They, you know, pe- people went along and, and, and good on them. It, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And there's, there's some very talented players in there. Absolutely. Well. absolutely. enjoyed watching the highlights. So that's the only positive. Um, yeah, so this could well turn into a, a, woman, oh. a women's football podcast in future weeks because the men certainly aren't delivering. Seriously, brace yourself. If you want to remain positive, turn off now. I assumed, Chris, you know, what have we been? Probably a month without doing one of these. Yes. That people would have almost been glad that we hadn't been doing them because does that, do, do people want this kind of pessimism in their yeah. lives on a Tuesday evening? Yeah. Well, in fact, they do because the Apparently. amount of tweets we've had saying, where's the podcast gone? Yeah. Obviously, you've been smashing them with Zimmerman and Pacheco and, and Francis. And Pinto and, and Malky. And all of the rest. Yeah. You've gone through the, 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 the decades. Absolutely. Um, I mean, look, on a serious note, thank you to everyone that's tuned into those. Obviously, the reason for it is Jack's been away in America, but I've tried to fill the void with a, with a little bit of it's been a posit- real mix. positive nostalgia. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have appreciated the support though. And we have uh, got a couple more to end More. the heroic another one um, <laughs> to end the heroic special guest run it'd be fun one coming out this Sunday um, and one the following week and they're both well worth tuning into one cult it. hero one North City legend wow okay brace yourself excited for anyway that. go on since I've been away since I was Norwich young. have teased us once again with going, oh, uh, we're good enough for the playoffs. Yeah. Have a little, have a little black belt two 0 Oh yeah, go and on. The goals in that, the way we played, I'm thinking, okay, like we've m- missed opportunities in the weeks leading up to this, but a big win away from home yeah. against a fellow fellow playoff contender, Absolutely. very similar to the Millwall game yeah. that yeah. we were at. Yeah. They get you thinking, okay, Wembley is on the horizon. I think I text you saying, see you at Wembley. You did indeed, and I exposed you to the general public. And since that point, we have been <laughs> useless. Oh. So you oh. were at the Sheffield United game at home. Yeah. I missed it. Yeah. Glad I missed it. Yeah, dog shite. Uh, what was it? One shot on target for each oh, team? Oh, mate. It's just, I... Yeah. Do you, oh, don't expect don't, to beat Sheffield United, but at least expect to put in a performance. No, I, no, I do. At home, I do. <laughs> at home, I do. You know, I, I think Burnley are the only team where I go, it's going to be a tough day at the office yeah. today. Every other team... We should be, we, sh- we should, we should be beating. We, you know, we we have got a big chance against, and that's what you know. And plenty of Norwich fans are saying this, by the way, Jack. You know, that's what for me is more frustrating about this season is that it's not just the fact that we've been, uh, if you don't say shite, we'll be polite and we'll call it inconsistent. It's the fact that everyone else has been really just so average. Mm. Like, I like the look of Burnley. 
I've been so impressed with Coventry. Yeah. Like they've, as I've said in a previous pub, they've gone for a pub team to go on a promotion charge. Fair play yeah. to them. Um, really impressive. And also as well, I'll get out early. We'll dissect it in more detail. I'm very impressed with the job that Michael Carrick's done in Middlesbrough as well. I really am. But apart from that, the rest of the league is is just so monumentally average. That's what makes it worse. It, it does. And I, I think the, the most frustrating thing is you could you could tell that from the start of this season. You're looking at the teams. Burnley have been, been the outliers. Yeah. I don't think no one really knew what they were going to be about. They've been really good. Yeah. Sheffield United have been solid, I guess, but we should have beaten yeah. them away from home. And then you look at the rest of the top six. Blackburn, not great. Yeah. Millwall, long ball. All right, yeah. All right. Uh, they work hard. Give, give them more credit than long ball, to be fair. Only because their, um, their, their, their fitness connoisseur um, medical extraordinaire health and wellness legend Dave Carolan will be tuning into this so. and then you've got Borough who have scored plenty of goals on the carrot look really good going yeah. forwards but defensively all over Fragile. the shop and Luton by the way, who by the are way, being led by Carlton Morris who's doing brilliantly but let, let me put another name into the room fucking not PSG Preston are in there Preston eight. Preston Preston are above us Preston do you know, I find it, I just, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what rubs the salt in the wounds for me. But I, I don't know where you want to begin, Jack, like, I don't know how far back you want to go, but... Well, I think... I, uh, let's go back to Rotherham. Oh, yeah. Because it was nil-nil, and you stand, I've actually got a really bad issue at the moment with my left ear. Okay. I think it was from flying. Okay. It may be because of you, because, God, you shouted that game. And, yeah. like, yeah. like, right, right into my eardrum. Yeah. And I'm going, we're going to score in a minute, Chris. We're going to score in a minute. And annoyingly, you were right because we ended up not scoring. I mean, Christos Jollis, um, for, for, the, for the audio listeners, I know it's Zollis, but I will continue to pronounce his name Jollis That's... until he actually looks like a footballer. Oh, no. Harsh from you. Harsh? Yeah, harsh from you. Harsh from you on that point. Do professional, but, sco- um, professional footballers are meant to score from three yards out, aren't they? It's a, di- it's a very disappointing miss. <laughs> But Sorry, there were Chris other does. there were other big misses in that game, namely Timu Puki. Yeah. Um, again, um, who's so, been yeah. who has been poor actually since his uh, announcement that he'll be departing. Are you in even the slightest bit surprised by that? Well, I yeah, I, I mean, the the way that you've talked about Timu Puki in the last six months has been bordering on, you know, insulting. Um, and to talk about a club legend in such manner is, is really disappointing. <laughs> yeah, um, that is poor from you. Uh, you know, he's nearly you're scored 100 inciting goals for online abuse towards me over. Pookie. You're, in, you're I, inciting real no, abuse no, on, online no. towards Timu. There will be plenty of questions. By the way, there's so many. We'll go into the questions later, so make sure you stay tuned to the end for the, for the Twitter questions. There are a lot of questions. I know that there's been a few shout statements, rants about Pookie, mm. um, and. In just a very, and my opinion, as always, to repeat in front of you yet again, Jack, is I respect him. I love him. What he's done for the club is phenomenal. Club legend. I think it's statue worthy where, where he's at in terms of what he's done, what he cost, what he's delivered. Phenomenal. The way in which he's carried himself as well. But this whole season, factually, facts don't care about feelings. We have been better without him than with him. Yeah, we've looked better with Sarge up top. And yes, I know Sarge is struggling to hit a barn door with a simple chance. Can score worldies, obviously, for fun. Scorpion kicks and, you know, tight angles finishes. But we we have looked better without him. And like, you know, it's sad, but, you know, we've got to face the music. And we should have have looked to to move on sooner. But we we didn't have the, we didn't commit the money to, to, I guess... The succession plan. It's interesting you raised that point. I don't know if you saw the tweet from NCFC Numbers comparing which one because they're all great from NCFC Numbers. Well, they're all Good very depressing. They're all very depressing at the moment. It was basically comparing playing one of Pookie, Sergeant, or Ida okay. compared to playing two or three. Okay. When we've played one of them, yeah, we've played ten, yeah, won eight, yeah, drawn one, lost one, yeah, points per game two point five. Two of them played twenty nine, won nine. Points per game, 1.17 half. When we've played all three of them... Zero. Zero wins. (laughs) So it goes to show there's an imbalance in this squad. Of course, of course. Both Smith and... um, Now, I was about to say Farker. It's Wagner. 
um, have tried to incorporate all yeah. three and it simply doesn't work. I d- yeah, and look, I, again, just to repeat one more time, I, I, I'm sad about Pookie. Like, and by the way, we haven't even talked about the fact that like he's now obviously officially leaving. Yeah. That's out there. But I, I've said it from the start of the season and, you know, I'm sorry to say, I hate to say I told you so, but he's known that for a long time, you know, that he was on the way out and that's why... I know he still scored goals and that's a testament to himself considering how turgid we've been at times but we've just not got the players to play his way anymore no. and like that's what it is as you say massive imbalance um, you know different gaffers with different styles mm. and different ideas injuries which then mis- like, you can go on forever um, and, and, and to be fair to your point I know a lot of people do agree with you Chris there was a chance against Rotherham where he was played through off the shoulder one on one. Well, that's, t- that's prime team. This is Pukie. what I'm about to say. Is like that's what he scored his goals from. That's the way we played. Yeah. He received the ball. It was a sloppy touch. Didn't get the ball up his feet. Didn't score. Yeah. And you just go. Even last season, he just lacks. He buries it. He la- yeah, but he yeah. And look, he's just lacking confidence. Look. Yeah, I think it's he's a lack sad, of confidence. But... I think he's lost the yard of pace. Yeah. And he probably wants a new challenge. And you know what? Fair enough. Yeah, oh my God, absolutely. Because he's not been any worse than yeah, Sarge. And he deserves to play football uh, with a better team that, that's playing the way he wants to play. One million percent. He goes with my love, my respect, my admiration. I think he's a phenomenal player and we'll remember him forever, for, forevermore. But I will also remember for a long time the absolute drivel I'm hearing from some of the supporter base after the Rotherham game. About, oh about my, what? Oh my good God. About uh, how far of our how far have our standards slipped that we are at the point, okay, and I'm gonna say it, I don't care if I annoy the Rotherham fans. I've loved them long enough when Warniola was in charge. I've respected them and fair play, because they will survive and they executed their game plan. But oh my lord. There were people saying that Rotherham was a, and I quote, great performance. <laughs> a great performance. Are we at the point where we don't score a goal at home to Rotherham and we're classing it as a great performance? It's that, that for me, and by the way, I empathise with the fans that have said that. They have been numbed into acceptance of shite. Mm. That's shite. That's not good enough. With this squad, that is not good enough. It's so bad. I think the argument would be that when Dean Smith was here and we were winning football matches in that run where it's 1-0, you know, people were going, I'm almost willing to accept not winning games if performance levels are increased Mm. and we're playing this free-flowing football. I guess what I would say is against Rotherham, we did create chances. We missed a couple of sitters. Equally, didn't fully worked the goalkeeper a whole lot we just missed the whole goal so how does that constitute as a good performance well, it, I just think it's mad I, th- I think the, the issue for me was like performance it was okay it certainly wasn't a good performance for me like we've been in this position so many times this season where we've been gifted an opportunity right the gates are open Ro- for the playoffs you beat Rotherham you go to fifth and you're well in the room and it just felt like at no point and that's that two we games going in spin to, as well. Felt at no point like we were going to win that. Mentally, 100%. I'm just not sure we're there. I've said it all season, Jack. I And, you know, the players won't like me saying it. I don't think the mentality is there. I just don't. I think, I think there's a lot of furniture in the squad. Um, I think whether people like it or not, you know, when you're relegated in the fashion that Norwich City have been relegated in, it is going to impact you. How hard is it to bounce back at the first time of asking once? Mm. Never mind twice. Mm. And it's like, you know, I don't, you know, and I, again, I empathise with the squad because it should have been freshened up and it should have had wholesale changes last summer. Mm. But again, you know, the, the, the recruitment has not, has not been good enough. So we draw to Rotherham, not great. Awful. But there's still opportunity. We go to, to Middlesbrough, where a win would have once again taken us up to fifth. Now, Middlesbrough have been doing well under Michael Carrick. They're the, the highest scorers in the league since Carrick came in. Yes. Uh, they're the highest scorers in the league since the start of the season. Um, they've scored 79 this season compared to our 55. You go to Borough yeah. with an opportunity. We know what they're all about. They score goals, they concede goals. Yes. 
two big chances early on, and you're already starting to think, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. Miss your chances, yeah. and then it all goes to pot. It was Mr. Ramsey who scored the opening goal after seven minutes, and it, it capitulated in in even Norwich City standards in a remarkable fashion. They scored five. It could have been plenty more. They took the f- foot off the gas after 50, 49 minutes. Uh, incredibly, the, the main talking point wasn't actually the scoreline. It was yeah. the fact that Aaron Ramsey, who we'd been led to believe was out for the season with an injury, hence the, the, the termination of his loan, uh, cropped up and scored. And it was the preceding celebration that I think rubbed a few people up the wrong way. For those that haven't seen it, and to be honest, I don't blame you if you haven't watched that game because it was cataclysmic in every possible department. Uh, Mr. Ramsey uh, gave it large to the away end. Uh, and I don't think there was any reason to do that, Chris. I don't know, Jack. Like, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about about the Ramsey the the the, the Ramsey situation, and then we'll talk about the game because we must talk about the game and not make it all about Aaron Ramsey. I think the thing. So I uh, I understand that Ramsey had a conversation, uh, if you want to call it a conversation, with the Norwich City players in the away dressing room after the game, and he said it was because of abuse on social media. And because he was angry at Stuart Webber for cutting his loan deal short. For me, it doesn't add up, right? And you and I have been in a world where, you know, we've, you know, we've been given some absolutely horrific social media abuse, awful online abuse. And I'm, I don't know, maybe, and I think any, any form of online abuse, whether it's one, two, three, three hundred is, is really tough to take. So I do empathise with that. But Maybe I'm just thinking about it from my situation, but I remember sitting on this podcast in between you and Rob Butler going, oh, the Ramsey Railway mm. and the numbers that he was putting up. And consider, again, we've said about Team Puki doing it on our side. Aaron Ramsey was scoring and assisting consistently until his injury. Mm. And I was thinking, top player. I still think it, top player. And I want to make this clear, right? And, you know, and I'll address my tweet afterwards. I, I've, I've, I've taken a lot of criticism from Villa fans, from Middlesbrough fans, thinking that I'm angry because he celebrated against us. I promise you, hand on heart, I'm not angry that he celebrated against us. Fine, fair enough. You know, he only played a few games for us. He scores an important goal in a big game to, to, to cement themselves in the playoffs. Fair play. I even think to a degree maybe giving it a little bit to the Norwich fans would be okay. Mm. Just. But to stand there for a prolonged period at the Yellow Army that travelled up and down the country and supported him, I think is massively disrespectful. Mm. And I I tweeted this as well. I personally think if if Ramsey's... Surely Ramsey's main beef is with Stuart Webber. Yeah. In which case, run over to the director's box, cup your ears like that and give it the shush. Mm. And do you know what? I'd actually respect him for that. Yeah. But to do it to the Yellow Army, I thought it was. I, I thought it was really poor taste. I thought it was really baffling because, like you say, I really liked Ramsey. Really, I, I think, really liked and him. I think most people did. Yeah. And like whether he got social media abuse or not, if he did, then then that's not good. But I think he should have realised that the majority of Norwich City fans really liked him. Yeah. And we'd obviously been told a story that maybe wasn't as true as, as it materialised. I think he was injured, but he obviously wasn't, it wasn't as, as severe as, as we first thought. I just thought it was disrespectful to the fans. And I, I knew a couple of people that had gone up and was like, were you giving him abuse? Was it warranted? They're yeah. like, no. Yeah. Um, and I think it was disrespectful to his old teammates, uh, his old Norris City teammates, because I, I suspect they've looked at that and gone, Hang on a minute, mate. Like we supported you when you were here. We gave you a chance, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and and the fans liked it. Yeah, and you've gone and done that. If anything, like why didn't he call it out? Oh, I don't know. We can go around and around circles on it, but let just quickly on the player point. This is the thing. I sort of thought, oh, maybe I'm just a salty, bitter fan, and I didn't like it because he scored against us. Bit of self reflection there, but actually, I did some digging and I spoke to people, and they have confirmed to me they found it disrespectful. Um, they were furious about it. There was a big argument about it, um, and, and and rightly so. You know, uh, a word that was used was idiot. So if the players are saying that, 
Like, you know. But anyway, away from the, the Ramsey Well, Ramsey show. got the last laugh anyway. And by the way, I want to apologise for my tweet because it, it was a low blow. I shouldn't have said karma because, of course, after he scored, Max absolutely smashes him. Mm. Um, and, you know, bit of leadership from Max. Don't, don't do that to our fans. I'm sorry to say it, but I, I appreciated Max taking him out. Of course, I'm... You know, I didn't want him to get injured, and I'm sorry for saying karma because I, I was emotional in the moment. But I have apologised for it. it. Was it was poor for me? Anyway, Middlesbrough battered us. Middlesbrough battered us, and to be clear, Middlesbrough, one of the best teams in the league, as I've said already, playing great football. Respect Michael Carrick, the job that he's doing. One of the best managers in the country. Akpom has been phenomenal. As well, a team, Ak- they work yeah. so hard as well. Akpom, Archer, and, and Ramsey all good. Yeah. The, the thing that really disappointed me actually, and I I haven't been as disappointed in a Norwich side all season actually there's been some really poor results but this was the one that stood out and I've gone you win tonight even you draw tonight just scrape a draw set for a something. draw yeah and you're well with it crazily we're still in a playoff hunt and it's, I don't know how because I no one either. wants to anyway I'm, I've kind <laughs> of waved goodbye because I don't want hope anymore because yeah. they t- keep dangling it it was the complete capitulation and yeah. the message that sent other teams was... Oh, yeah, true, true. That, that, they don't want it. Don't worry about them. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about them. And do you know what, Jack? I wish I wish I could argue with you now. I wish I could it, it, disagree with you. The, the, um, they scored four goals at 40, at 40 minutes. It was 1-0. Lost our heads. By man. the 49th minute, it was 5-1. We just lost our That heads, is a complete yeah. and utter capitulation. And the, and the thing that concerned me was... Everyone was looking at each other. No one was taking leadership. Now, I know that we found ourselves in a difficult injury situation. Hanley's out, Gibson's out, McLean's out. And by the way... The spine of leaders there. And by the way, can't you tell? You can. Can't and, you and, tell? And, uh, wow. That's no excuse. That has been a, a low blow. You've now got a spine of big Andy, who I love, and I think is a very good player. Me too. So in, pleased he's got the captain. He's an incredibly young captain, and you can't yep. expect too much. You've then got Liam Gibbs, incredibly young. Yep. Great goal um, against Blackburn, by the way. Great to see him score his first goal. But what I'm saying here, Chris, is you've got a core there who are inexperienced. And I think that sure. really, yeah. really, really shone through. Yeah, yeah. I could, yeah, I, I, I can't argue with that. I can't. Um, it's disappointing. And by the way, you, take, you talk about you know looking around at each other and taking responsibility. And I know you'll be, lots of people will be like, oh, here we go again. Chris is talking about Anel Hernandez. But... I was really, really impressed with um, with Anel's video. Um, to uh, for the people who don't know, he started a YouTube channel. Which, What's it called? The Cuban, uh, the Cuban, Cuban Baller. The Cuban Baller, <laughs> which I love. Um, and he has said in his video at the start of his sort of apology that he wants to do it to sort of express himself, you know, and actually, I guess, show a little bit of it. You know, fair play, it makes sense. And I thought his apology, which we've shared on Talk Norwich City in full was articulate, was brave, and was refreshing. And I think it speaks volumes that you've got an El Hernandez doing that, mm. but no one else. I no just, one else is willing to... And by, and by the way, I think jo, uh, Johnny Rowe, let's have a go, he actually put something on social media as well. And I just thought, do you know what? It's easy to talk when the sun is shining. An El Hernandez... The man that so many people have disrespected time after time after time, despite the fact that he was pushed out, pushed out on loan by someone that couldn't handle his personality in the changing room. I'm like, I'm so pleased that he's getting the respect he deserves for, 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 for doing that video. It's refreshing, and of course, you know, the the skeptical fan and even myself, I'd say, well, yeah, Onel, that's all talk. Good on you, brilliant. Responsibility and accountability. I've spoken about that before, Jack. So important in leadership and in football. You know, the proof comes on the pitch. But I am pleased that you did that video. Well, I, I don't know what you thought about I, it. I, I think it's a sad state that we're having to do those. Of course. I think the, 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 you speak about on the pitch, Onel's actually been one of our best players last two months since Wagner's come in. So I think he has delivered on the pitch. I just think from a, you know, I thought the video was great. And I think we need more of that. We shouldn't be doing that against the Middlesbrough side. Oh my God, no, of course we shouldn't, not. We shouldn't be. The expectation this season, our wage bill, the money we spent yeah. was promotion. Yeah. I said at the start of the season, this league is weak. It's even yeah, weaker did. than I thought it you was. You did, yeah. yeah, to, yeah. To, to be 10th, 10th below the likes of Sunderland, who went up yeah. via the playoffs in League One last season, yeah. Preston, yeah. Coventry, they didn't have a stadium for the first 10 games, Luton, 
Millwall. No, I'm not even disrespecting these sides. I'm disrespecting us. Yeah. Because of the amount of money we've spent compared to these yes. sides, it's yes. huge. Yes. Yes. And we are. And we've got little to no return from it. I'm sorry. It's true, isn't it? Like you know, but I don't know, Jack. I think I think there's a I think there's a bigger picture that's very much in the frame now. Where do we go from here as a football club? You know, I think. I think all signs point to the Atanasios. Um, I did a bit of calculate. I did a bit of very rough um, uh, back of the fag packet calculations with it with the North City fan Dan Greengrass, actually friend of the channel, the other day, and um, we were working out because everyone keeps saying uh, we need a complete overhaul. I've said it. We need a complete overhaul. Completely freshen it up. And we, we counted through the players together. Dunno, let us know in the comments what you think about this. I'm fascinated to know from, from you what you think. How many players do we need to sell? How many players do we need to buy in? Like, what are the players that we definitely need to buy in? And me and Dan, Greengrass, Norwich fan, great, great guy. Um, we'd come to the conclusion that we probably need between eight and ten players to purchase well I, I genuinely think we need to sign 8 to 10 players right. so really, how many are you letting go I wholeheartedly but exactly but the problem was we then thought well we ain't going to sign that without the Atanasios ploughing serious big dollar in right but even if you look at our sellable assets Maxi Aarons Gabby Sarah you hate that, don't you? By the way, oh no, Gabs. Gabs. You didn't like it. I started you calling, need him to stop calling him Gabs. I started Gabby calling him Gabs. Sarah's okay. Gabs. Okay. Gabs is if he's my best mate. Max, Gabriel, Sarah, Big Andy, Angus Gunn. But I think there was one more that I, I've possibly missed out there as well. But in terms of our players that can go for I don't know between ten and twenty million for conversation's sake, that doesn't fund the the players coming in. That doesn't fund an overhaul. Mm. So we're in a whole spot of bother. All signs point to Atanasios. We, we 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 literally need them to come in and and seriously back us financially. And fans won't want to hear this, especially from someone you know allegedly positive. But I, I I think we are in for a very very average season next season because I don't think we're gonna get anywhere near where we should be. On that positive note, should we take a look at the Twitter questions? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Well, plenty of you wanting to get your Norwich City concerns and worries off your chest. Uh, thanks to everyone who's uh, dropped their questions by. If you want to in future weeks, Twitter is the place to be at Talk Norwich City. Can I just quickly say before we start, there's not been, a, I honestly don't think there's been a single rave or positive. Not and a single like, one. Statements, rants, and um, yeah, as you say, concerns. So brace yourself, people. Okay, let's start with. Jake. Yeah, what's he saying? Jake wants us to look into the future. He says, question. Jake who, by the way? Just Jake. NCFC Jake. Oh, NCFC Jake, yeah. Probably on the birth certificate as NCFC Jake. Um, question. Where do you see Norwich City in 12 months' time? At the moment, hand on heart, unless they give me something to be positive, mid-table mediocrity. Yeah. I see us lingering around the mid-table. Um, continuing to point fingers, blame each other. I don't think we'll be able to get rid of this toxic culture unless they can show us something. And I don't mean just on the pitch. I mean, off the pitch too. Mm. I think the concern as well is if, if you're like, we all know the issues that Norwich City have, it, like insular. But the, I think the league is going to be more difficult next season. Yeah, it's likely too. you've got a Southampton, a, maybe a Leicester. Yeah. The three teams coming down from the Premier League are going to be good. Yes. Which and means, they're going to have buckets full of money. Which means you, you're going to have to be better than two of those, three of those. Can I see that? I think the big concern for me is is is, is those of those people that have said it's almost a good thing that we're remaining in the Championship. Look, I've, I've gone over this multiple times. I get it to a degree... The negative of not going back up, as you've just mentioned it there, best of luck keeping Sarah. You're screwed financially. Best of luck keeping Max Aarons. Goodbye to Angus Gunn. Big Andy, see you later. And so, so the, the, the few positives of this season, you're waving goodbye to. Does Gabby Sarah want another season in the Championship? No. Does Max Aarons? No. Angus well, none Gunn? None of them do, to be fair. None of them do. And, and none of them... I don't think we'll be here next season. The thing is, though, mate, if we don't keep Gabby Sarah, we need to build our squad around him. And how are they going to influence a player of that calibre, of that quality? 
Well, I think I think I think if you're even the Atanasios, you're looking at him and going, our finances are now in a really perilous position because we're not going back to the Premier League, and we'd planned and we'd spent expecting Premier League football mm. next season. You're looking at him and going, we need to sell you, otherwise our our you know finances look even more dire. Yeah. So it, it, there is a huge rebuild to be done this summer. Do I back Stuart Webber to get it right on on uh, on form of the last couple of transfer windows? No. I, yeah. I, 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 again, I wish I could argue, but yeah, the, the proof will be in the pudding. Um, Darren Stevenson, thanks for the uh, question or statement. Uh, actually, statement. It's a statement. He says, Wagner is not the answer. Oh, God, here we go. To be able to implement his way of playing, we would need to sign at least, oh, here you go, eight new players. With the transfer activity, it would be outside the EU. This is unfeasible. There's some really good, I think there's some good points in there around, you know, the unfeasibility. Signing eight new players, we've literally discussed that. The thing that I have to admit is, it's not boiling my piss as much as Aaron Ramsey giving it, um, giving it to the Norwich fans, but it is boiling my piss a little bit, is people are starting to point the finger at David Wagner. Well, look, I think... I think you need to have mature discussions around this because the, for, for the amount of abuse that Dean Smith got, yeah, Wagner's record is no better. I think it's actually worse in this division. So if you're criticising one, then you need to look at the other. I think I think the, the, the thing with Wagner is he's inherited a squad that's quite clearly not his. I think the concern for me is that... But so did Dean Smith. Yeah. I think for me the concern is the fragility defensively and that's fine if you're scoring goals. Yeah. We're not. So you're 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 weak at the back and you're not scoring. We were at the start during that honeymoon period, but then I think maybe I, think I don't teams know teams figure you out. Yeah, teams figure us out. Maybe also um like obviously we have had injuries. I, I also think I've used this starting a car analogy a lot. Smith tried starting the car and don't get me wrong, it's with awful tactics and poor decisions. Um, and I think Dave Wagner's in the same position. He's st- he's trying to start this car, and you know when he first came in, we we uh, we got to the next to the next town. Um, but to get to the nearest city, it would have it would have taken us a lot more petrol and a lot more uh, work under the bonnet. And we we haven't got the money or the the internal mentality to to do that work. Uh, yeah, I look. I don't think the issue is with Wagner. Equally, I think there are there are you would be wrong to go, oh, everything's perfect because there have clearly been issues that he hasn't addressed yet. I just, yeah, and I will always, I promise you, I'll always just be as honest as possible. Like, people want to make out like we're in with X and we're trying to keep in bed with the club and blah, blah, blah. I promise you I'll criticise Wagner if I, if, I, if I deem it appropriate. But I look at the way that he's set up games and I think on the whole, 80% of the time, I'm like, great. The other 20% I've been like, oh, David. But the only reason why is because he has to play those players because of injuries. Mm. So I'll be honest, I do, I do give him, personally, I do give him a bye for this season. Yeah. I do allow him to try and do something, you know, better than the youngsters, give them game time, try different formations. You Big Andy with the captaincy. Like, I think he has to. I think I think overall, I think midfielders improved, and I think it was a desperate yeah. shame that McLean's out because he was really of forward. course the, the the area that's clearly not working, and it's backed up by the facts that we read earlier from NCFC numbers. That front three just doesn't work, and Dean Smith didn't get it to work, yeah. and Wagner's not getting it to work. Yeah. Eda's not a winger. Yeah. Sergeant's not a winger. Yeah, Pookie needs something different. Correct. It's not working. Good. Good speech. Um, John Sherratt. Put this in your pod, gents. <laughs> Tired of this small club mentality. <laughs> Who's this from? John Sherratt. Put this in your pod. Let me read his bio. What? His bio is hard worker, focused, positive. Oof. Dog lover. Love that. Norwich City FC supporter. Love that. The, the, this chap um, is someone that just gets shit done. He's put, no nonsense. Yeah, well, exactly. And he wants it in the pod. Yeah, exactly. You know what? We, we're putting it in Yeah, the pod. we're all for it. Because we're scared of it. Put this in your pod. Tired of this small club mentality. We're Norwich City, not Norwich Town. Standards need to be higher at this football club. Is that your burner account? Honestly, John, I love that from you. It's about time. I've seen someone with some standards and some respect for our football club. 
And I mean it, by the way. I don't, people have, this is the scary thing for me. The results and the performances, not so much under Wagner, but under Dina at the start of the season, they have literally seeped everything dry of positivity, of people are coming out with, I don't want to go to the Premier League. What's the fucking point then? But if, if we don't aspire to play in the best league in the world against the best teams, what is the point in sport? No, I get that. What's the point? Just give up. I get that. I, I, I think the one caveat I would say is there are occasions where you... There are games where sometimes you don't win, but you can complement the performance. Yeah, but not Rotherham at home. <laughs> Bloody Nora. <laughs> I think, to be fair, I think we've got to a point where you're, you're probably right. But As I say, so like I understand why fans feel that way, but I'm scared that fans feel that way. I really, really am. Matt Gibson, the scary thing is, with our last four games winnable, we could still make the playoffs, which goes to show just how poor this league is. That worries me as well, Matt, because so our next four games, QPR, they've got the worst form in the whole of the EFL. Like, and they are awful. And by the way, I took... Uh, the time out of my day to watch uh, Gareth what's his Gareth name? Ainsworth him with the long barnet top seems like an alright guy to yeah. be fair it doesn't look like a football manager but fine um, and and he came out with some lines I'm thinking they're really you've, bad you've, you've given up yeah Se- seriously and I've tweeted this already there is no fucking excuse I will not have it I don't know and by the way I don't want to hear anyone after a bloody nil-nil draw away at QPR go, oh, great performance. We had we had four shots on target. Oh, come on, guys. Let me, let me we've, qu- got, we've got to beat QPR. Let me quiz you. Continue on. Since, the, since Boxing Day, yep. how many times have QPR won? Uh, once. Once. Yeah, good. There you go. They have won once since Boxing Day. Uh, so we- our next four games, Right, go Chris, on, let's go through them. QPR... We've got to win. No Swansea. excuses. I'm telling you, right, I'll put this out there. Early doors. Norfolk Cafu is going to do us over. Because QPR, Swansea, West Brom. I don't like the look of West Brom away. I reckon that might be a draw. Blackpool. Beat. So, and, and, and the table. So, so Norwich are 10th, which sounds grim. But we're two points from the playoffs. And we've got two winnable games. That we should be winning. You win, I think, three of those. What, just, what me, game let, do you think we're going to win? I'm just saying, if you win three, if you're win. probably in the playoffs. Right, so go through those games and tell me what, get, what which of those games well, we're going to win. We should beat QPR. We have to beat QPR. We should beat Blackpool. Yeah. We should beat Swansea. We're not going to beat Swansea. They are, honestly, I genuinely think they're going to do us over. Swansea but, haven't been great this season, Chris. let me pump in some positivity. Because I've checked out Blackburn Rovers yeah. fixtures, and I'm thinking game over for, okay. the, for, for Rovers. Rovers. Why are we doing this? To Rovers at home to Coventry. Why are we doing this? Rovers at home to Coventry. Coventry are going to beat them four or five nil. <laughs> Preston away. Preston win that dirty shit house one nil. Standard stuff. Blackburn at home to Burnley. Burnley going to bulldoze them. Then Blackburn to Luton at home. Luton. Carl Norris Cam Jam, game over, and then Millwall away. Blackburn are done. Blackburn may as well just not turn up for the rest of the season. So you're saying we're getting playoffs? I'm saying that yet again the gate is open. Why are we. Will Norris City imagine go through just... that gate? No. Imagine if we'd just beaten Rotherham. I, I mean, we'd be I know, in the playoffs. No, don't, I can't imagine. even believe we're talking about this. It's literally, it's literally mad that we're that we're talking about this. Um, Matty Blowers, let's go back to the questions. Uh, last night showed how important uh, Hanley, Gibson and McLean are to us. That does not happen with them around. I hope we begin to appreciate them when they come back. They are vital. I think you're spot on. Me too, Matty. I really and, and, do. And, and, I've, and I've said this multiple times. Like We know that Grant Hanley isn't the world's best centre-back. But I think what you get with Hanley is a no-nonsense approach and yeah. I think I think he's bang on we don't go on to concede five goals yeah. in you know 40 minutes so yeah they have been a huge loss and I think that has been unfortunate equally I'm always a bit dubious when we start to blame refereeing decisions injuries because every team gets it 100% mate take responsibility we should have performed better regardless of the standard of yeah, the refereeing and, and, season and, and we shouldn't be relying on a Kenny McLean who's been here for X amount of years we shouldn't be relying yeah. on a Grant Hanley yeah so I get it it, 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 it is unfortunate 
we should be able to deal with it. Brad, at Brad B underscore, says, need a huge rebuild from top to bottom. Weber has to go. Players who've had it too. Hanley, Krull, Lungi, etc. Oh, I'm not sure I agree with some of those. Um, can't expect those players to keep going again season after season. Need new ideas in at director of football and a new spine for next season's XI. We, look, we have, Brad, what I would agree with on that is we do, uh, apart from the bottom of the spine, I think our goalkeeping positions are, are fantastic. I think I do genuinely believe we've got the strongest goalkeepers in the league. I, I'll honestly, I'll, I'll die on that hill. I really will. Angus Gunn and Timmy Krull. The problem is the summer transfer window yeah. comes in that, by the way, that area. Timmy Krull's now being dismantled at, at number one and Angus Gunn is now a full international and Rangers are sniffing. And they'll keep sniffing, let me tell you. The thing that's interesting um, from, from Brad, Jack, that I want you to address, people criticise for us for, for not talking about it. What do you think about this statement? Weber has to go. What's your thoughts on Stuart Weber's position and where where do we go from here? Because like it, it, I don't. I'm not sure how he recovers reputationally. I think the interesting thing with Stuart is when Stuart came to Norwich City, the sporting director role was still quite fresh and unique. Yeah. And now, like most clubs, have deployed that. So I think we've lost that sort of marginal gain, as he'd like to call it. I think a lot of clubs are trying to do what we've been doing. I'm. I still question whether Stuart's heart is still fully in it. I, mm. I still go back to that Times interview and just go like, it, for anyone, like I'm a big believer that, that that you shouldn't be defined by one role, right? So I like I like the fact he's got things outside of his work, but the fact he's already kind of wanting to be defined as like, a, you know, a philanthropist and climbing mountains, like great, do that, but I don't think that. I don't think those things can sit in parallel. I just don't think that works. Uh, and, 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 and aside from all of that, like even if he still, still believes he can do his job at 100%, he obviously thinks he can, and the board obviously thinks he can because he's still employed. He hasn't done it very well. I'm looking at recruitment from the past three seasons and going, even if he believes it's worked, it, it hasn't. Every single objective that we've set out, we haven't met. Managers have fell on the sword because of it. And mm. But whether it's whether someone else can come in and do it better than Stuart remains to be seen. I... Yeah, that's that's maybe where I'd go, where I'm currently going. Is, something, is like when people want, you know, uh, I don't know, for example, with me, I'm not like uh, a huge Grant Hanley fan. So I'm like, we'll oh, just bring Big Andy in. Big yeah. Andy's absolutely brilliant. but and, and it's almost the same for a manager. It's like, well, who else do you bring in? But I've never, ever had this conversational thought process before, which is, well, who could be better in that and role? I th- like, and I, I think, don't know. I like, think you, you can't, you know, it's not like a centre-back where you can bring in a sporting director off the bench, right? It's a huge appointment. I, and I don't know who else But are we at that? But, it's a, but look, look, let's not, let's not you know, well, look, no, s- no, scoot around no, Nobody's job is, you know, is, is set in stone. I would be very interested to see if the Atanasios get more power, whether they deem him the suitable man. I don't know. I, I think I, I don't think Stuart's going anywhere. No, I don't. But I, I think it would also be really irresponsible not to be discussing his failures. Mm. And, and I, I saw... Uh, they I, will be behind closed doors. I think Surely so. They will. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan and I would deem Mick Dennis as a friend. But I did see him tweet the other day and I thought, Mick, that's unfair where he was like, Stuart's often blamed, yeah. and he is, but he was never praised. I think that's nonsense. Yeah, I think that's Weber wrong. was given huge praise for yeah. The, yeah. The, the signings, the way he turned it around. I think every single Norwich City fan, if you have a mature conversation with, yeah. would go, yeah. the yeah. first couple of years of yeah. Stuart was hugely successful and he revolutionised what we do at the football club. 100%. I also think he's been criticised fairly as well because it hasn't been good enough. And I would yeah. say some of the spending at Norwich City has been almost irresponsible. We obviously completely stand against um, the the level of abuse and you know people you know coming up to him on the street and stuff like as reported as he said on the the training ground gurus podcast um, you know that's obviously completely wrong but I agree with you Jack I think he was appropriately praised and I think given the recruitment he's appropriately criticized but by the way this isn't going to be news to Stuart Stuart knows that Definitely he knows that. So it's an interesting situation. Um, I'm so pleased this has been brought up. 
It's a positive. Mm. And it's a positive from uh, OSIMP02 on Twitter. And they say, positive, big up to the 600 fans that travelled all the way and even at 5-1 down at Middlesbrough, still singing. Yeah, remarkable. Remarkable because the the game got moved as well, didn't it? So I suspect lots of yeah. people have had to rearrange travel and, and accommodation. Look, I, I will be honest, I looked at that. I don't think you could have paid me to have gone all the way to Middlesbrough to watch Norwich. Honestly, and I, I know that that makes me sound bad as a fan. There's plenty of other things I'd rather be doing on, on, on a those... Friday night. I, I've Good. only ever left one game early. I don't think I've ever switched off a game early. Okay. But at 52 minutes, I put Gogglebox on. Are you being serious? Yes. Yeah. I thought you were joking when you put no, it no, on no, Twitter. No. You actually stopped watching it? Yes. Jesus. Um, I just want to say on the 600 that went to Middlesbrough. Incredible. I salute you. Yeah. And actually, I also salute the fans that will be at QPR and will be at the rest of the games the rest of the season away from home. Phenomenal considering circumstances. Um, and... I think Darren Huckabee tweeted something like this. The fans deserve better or something like that. And, and you know, for a club ambassador to be saying that speaks volumes. And, I, and I'd, I'd sort of quote retweeted that with, I, I think that Middlesbrough performance was at refund levels. And I know that that annoys people because they're like, well, no, come on, you, you know, they pay to go to the game, they choose to go. But I just think it would have been a great gesture from the football club because we literally just bent over backwards for them they gave us look don't get me wrong great finish from Sargent but it, it didn't matter the damage was done um, I salute you Yellow, Yellow Army away at Middlesbrough and you do deserve better and you do deserve a refund Chris uh, says this squad is bang average and the rose tinted glasses by some need to come off Sarah Gunn Big Andy Hernandez Aarons and McLean can all stay I would if at all possible ditch the rest uh, they don't offer anything other than average football time for a clear out. It kind of reminds me, I tweeted the other day that I, the, the biggest frustration for me against Middlesbrough is it felt like there is talent in this squad. Yeah. And then someone replied and was like, name the talent. And I struggled. I was mm. like, Sarah, Aaron's gun. And from there... I'm kind of struggling to name you any well, more from that starting lineup. Well, all there is talent, but the talent's not turning up. Yeah. Again, mentality. But there, but then the argument is, well, is there talent if it's consistent, mm. consistently not turning up? I've been caught in between this all season of like expectation because I think we've got a good squad, yeah. and then going, actually, I'm not sure if we have. Yeah. I do, I do. I'm think, not, I, I still don't know where I stand with that. I do think we've all we've all fallen victim to too high expectations and I still stand by the fact that it's good to get carried away but I think but the expectation comes from money spent yeah the, yeah, yeah. this squad yeah. we've got is, 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 is vast amounts of money spent on it, it. should be doing you better. looked at that front line against Rotherham Christos Jollis 8 million quid Sargent 8 million quid you've got a winger out on loan 8 million quid in Milo Rashica no other championship side really barring Burnley Sarah midfield yeah. have spent that kind of money yeah. lots of money has been spent on a side yeah. at the moment a tenth in a division that where Millwall Luton and again this isn't disrespect this is respecting the shoestring budgets those guys are operating yeah. on that are vastly better yeah. than us at the moment it just shows how many poor decisions we've been making yes Total Norwich says, small rant, there was no need, to, no real need to apologise, Chris. Heat at the moment stuff doesn't matter. That's obviously relating to my karma tweet around Aaron Ramsey. Once again, apologies, it was poor taste. Um, big rant. I can't help but think the Atanasios are going to pull out of the club whilst they can. Why anyone would want to take ownership of a club who have an awful sporting director, a squad on a massive on massive wages who aren't very good, and a manager whose football is currently no different to Dean Smith's. And the big question is, whose fault is it? So there you go. Well, what I, do you reckon to that? I mean, what, Total Norwich, I, I understand the reasons for your rant. Look, um, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with the Atenezio, Atenezios at the moment. What I would say is... It has gone quiet, hasn't it? Has. It, it what, has gone What quiet. I would say is those guys are looking at Norwich in a very different light to what we are. They are looking at things in a solely financial perspective. Uh, no. Not completely, not completely, mostly, but look, don't do them down. No, like I'm not no, I'm not doing them down. They're Good. very shrewd business 
of course women, yeah um and, and to invest that sum of money they will be looking at it from, from a financial perspective yes. and they will still be deeming Norwich city as an un, undervalued asset i don't think they'll pull out i think what they will have realized is their job is probably bigger than what they originally thought i agree with that my also my flip on this is that i'm kind of thinking the atenasios might be thinking well actually you can buy it whilst stock's low. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be taking a majority share. You know, at, at you know, you're buying it at a low price. Yeah. Um, but that's my very little business acumen I've got. So actually, I can sort of see both sides of the coin. I think the Atanasios might go. Yes, it needs a lot of work, Blumenek. But actually, we're going to buy it at yeah. low price. Yeah. I, I I don't think there's any. I I don't think they'll pull out. Yeah. I, I don't. But equally, I don't. The know. thing I want to say about the Atanasios, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I'll, I'll share it now just to try and put some positivity in the room. I'm. I was so impressed um, with 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 them. Um, prior to our podcast, I had a couple of calls. Uh, the first call I had with Mike, um, the thing that really impressed me, he was asking me so many questions about, you know, what was going on, who was who, the legends, what's happened in the past, what's gone wrong, what's good, what's bad, and he was writing down notes. And I was like, this is clearly someone that like really cares. Oh, yeah. I know that's a minor thing, but for me, that spoke volumes that, oh. that you know, they cared that much. So Definitely there you care. go. Definitely care. Um, I would like to get a question in from Ryan, who says, oh, I really like Big Andy, but he's 20. Ryan who? Ryan M11M. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like Big Andy and he's 20, yep. but he's no captain. Uh, we've got no experience in our squad at, at all. Uh, I strongly disagree with this. I strongly disagree. Uh, Big Andy is absolute definition of captain material. I think he is. I, th- I, I, I when I tweeted the other day how impressed I was with Big Andy and the f- the fact that like he's obviously very mature. He's a proper athlete. Yeah. And I think he's a really good defender. But there were there were a lot of replies, and I was like, actually, I can see where you're coming from. The fact that we have had to make a twenty year old a captain. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. guess where Ryan's coming from and other people are coming from, Chris, is the fact that, okay, like maybe in five years he'll be a captain. Yeah. But would a captain of a good standard let a team concede and capitulate in the manner we did it against Middlesbrough? That would be the argument. I'm not saying I agree with it. But he didn't though, did And he? I don't think it's Big Andy's fault. No. But it does show a lot, the fact that he has been made a captain. Uh... I no, I do actually stand with with David with David Wagner. I do think it's actually disrespectful to Big Andy. Actually, this conversation, I think he deserves it. I think he's earned it. Um, obviously, David Wagner said all of the stuff that he was doing behind the scenes in terms of the work he was putting in, how he was handling himself, um, the fact he's been out of the team but has clearly dealt with it in a very mature way. Good on him. I'm proud that he's captain of our football club. He is a captain. And I hope he, I hope, do you know what? I hope he keeps the captaincy. I really, really do. I think he's a hell of a player. And by the way, he's, a, he's one of those players where we're going to do well to keep hold of him. So actually giving him the captaincy is a, is a very, very good thing because it shows serious intent to him, not just obviously him being on the side of the stadium with Gabby Sarah, um, but you know, giving him the captaincy is a very important thing. And I'm, I'm proud that they've given it to a young player. Yeah. Yeah. The young players this season have been better than the experienced players, a hundred percent. The other thing I would say is this is taking nothing away from Big Andy at all because it is a huge um, honour for him. I don't think the captaincy alone makes too much of a difference on performance. You said, what, what you do need is a group of leaders, and I think that's what we're lacking at the moment. Certainly, there's none on the there's, there's le- much less on the piss, piss on the pitch with the injuries that we've got. Yes. James Starling says the only positive, and this is a stretch, is that with us not getting promoted, we won't have to pay the obligation fee for Hayden next season. Christ, this is how low I've sunk to being positive about this club. What a sad state of that's, affairs. That's a reach. I respect trying to be positive. I, I also had forgotten that we had Isaac Hayden at the football club, which again shows the poor recruitment. It, I mean, it's it's crazy that I mean, I'm I am so disappointed with Hayden because like, and I don't. And by the way, I mean it is in like the Hayden situation. I'm disappointed in. I feel for him. You know, he came with so much praise and backing from the Newcastle fans about. 
you know, what he was as a player and who he is as a man. And by the way, he is that man. And we've heard all sorts of stories about what he's been like at Norwich and what a, what a credit he is to himself and, um, you know, his career and, you know, how he's handled himself throughout his injury. I'm just gutted that he's been as injured as he, as he has. We've been warned, And by though. the way, yeah, but also we overplayed him. Because mm. do you remember that Watford game? Oh, I remember there was that Watford the game. The Watford away game yeah. where... He was like covering for three midfielders yeah. and he was desperately trying, but he was probably hurting himself. The real frustration was we that Watford game sticks out for me because it was actually a really promising performance that night. But you just looked at him and you went, this is a man that isn't fit. And we'd been yeah. told that and we, and, we, and we still went through with it. It's a shame and it is a sad uh, point. Again, a bad reflection on the recruitment. Jamie Everson says, question, Carlton Morris. Delighted to see him scoring at Luton. I think he's been excellent for them. Well, you always knew that Carlton had a had a future, whether it was in League One or League Two. I don't think I would have predicted him scoring as many goals in the Championship. Uh, and I think he really benefits from a Luton side where he is the focal point. Answer for me: mistake, big, big mistake letting Carlton Morris go. And I know that our our good friend and sponsor, Hill Coaching Company, Oliver Hill. Um, get, by the way, if you need some coaching, he is the he man, is by the, the way, man. seriously. Um, life coaching, business coaching, etc. Go check him out, Hill Coaching, plug. Um, he is he's like so angry that we let Carlton Morris go. And I know hindsight is a, is a wonderful thing. But the thing that sticks out for me with Carlton Morris is what Holty said to us. I think he even said it on this podcast. Carlton Morris is the nearest thing that we've had to Grant Holt since Grant Holt. And people might say... Oh, it's old-fashioned and this, this and that. But what a player he would have been off the bench. What a player he would have been off the bench at very least. And you know what? I'm so pleased that he's doing well. I'm obviously gutted. And I think that's why they've given Adam Eder a five-year, yeah, by the way. Because I, I, right. I think they've probably learned from that. And they're thinking, well, if Adam is a, maybe a similar player to, to Carlton, maybe they view it like that, we need to keep hold of him. I think Norwich could take lessons off the way that Luton have deployed him as well. Because I think whether it's Pookie, Sergeant or Reader, just play one of them yeah. with a couple of wingers. Yeah. I totally get far agree. more out of them. Right, well, this is one of the most uh, negative rants I've seen for quite some time. It comes in from Richard Stocks. Right. So, uh, by the way, solid name. Yeah. What do you reckon he does for a living? Uh, I can tell you what he does for a living if you want. Yeah, go on. He works in PR. I wouldn't have said that. No, I would have I said... I was like construction or something. I was going to say construction. Stocks and Stocks. brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, continue on. Um, from Delia... Uh, in her dotage, dotage. What I've learned here already is Rich's vocabulary is far superior to mine. Um, Weber on his mountain, players going through the motions and fans turning Carrow Road into a morgue. Mediocrity and apathy reigns. Yes, apathy No one is there. cares anymore. And if they do, they don't have the ambition to drag us out of this malaise. Sad times ahead. Yeah, I, I I agree with with, apathy, with a lot of that. Apathy is the key word. One of the few that I actually understood in all of that, uh, and the one that stands out. And I think it is apathy at the moment. And what what you know, Wagner injected a bit of belief when he came in. Well, obviously, we had some really positive results. We were scoring goals. We were playing much more attractive football. But obviously, it was paper over cracks with regards to the quality of the squad that we've got. Um, and so. Yeah, I do think we can start to talk about apathy now. Um, and I know that that annoys the hierarchy at Norwich City, but it's true. I do disagree that no one cares. The fans care, and that's the mockery of the situation, is that we care. Mm. We're going to be here for the rest of our lives. And do you know what, actually? I'll be in the ground at the end of my life, because this club is going to give me a fucking heart attack. <laughs> it really is. This is a, a good... They would have all gone home. They would have all yeah. put, changed jobs. Yeah. So that's that's the frustrating thing, but but I would agree that you know when <laughs> when people aren't you know there's not I wouldn't say all in in terms of effort, but all in in terms of time, you know, and just every every it's pretty well known that after four years, you know, certainly in a corporate environment, you should change things. Yeah, you should change uh, positions, you should look for a promotion, or you should change change roles, change yeah. business, not just for yourself, but also for the company because complacency creeps in. Yeah. And, and this is where we're at the football club. We are at a crossroads and things need shaking up. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying all signs point to the Athanasios because they need to shake it up. This is a good one from um, Follow Robot 2. Okay. Sounds like a bot. It isn't. They say statement. Um, Kieran Scott 
was the mastermind behind recruitment. Mm. Since he's left, recruitment's been terrible. Middlesbrough are thriving with him as sporting director. Yep. Um, yep. What I would say there is Kieran Scott is a great example. And I think often good friend of the channel, Nick Masher to get kind of criticised with his really dour view on the football club. But often that's coming from a place of good people and often referring to non-playing staff, mm-hmm. have left the football club in recent seasons. Yes, they have. Now, whether yeah. you're looking at commercial, business, yep. uh, coaches, whoever, lots of key individuals have left. And often individuals, even with Kieran Scott, who was one of the more well-known of those individuals, you don't get much press about them. Sometimes you don't even know they've left. Yeah. But you start to, over time, look and go, hmm... Is, is it Has it now gone from, you know, one person leaving because they needed to relocate to going, why have, why are we now seeing There's a pattern a, of people yeah. leaving? Well, I've, I said this at the time when, you know, lots of people were announcing on LinkedIn that they, you know, they were leaving the football club. You know, people that, you know, I guess not so senior positions. But, you know, I, I've had um, conversations with, you know, some people that I, I won't name saying just how much of a a loss Kieran Scott was and particularly with regards to our recruitment um, people that are in the game not fans and for me that's where I go oh okay you know my fan my gut is correct because they know way more than, than we do so yeah it is a loss and of course Kieran Scott will be uh, very gleeful uh, having comfortably destroyed us um, last Friday Dom Spencer says the heart of our defence has been a big issue for years Never addressed, costing us dear again this season with desperate need of a competent um, of competence at centre back. Sorry to to mess that up, Dom. Um, but I, but Dom, I, it's not just centre back. It's not just centre back. We need we need at least one centre back. We need we're going to probably have to find a replacement for Max. Um, Left back's, not, left back's not looking particularly solid at the moment. No. To be honest, it's not. I think we need at least two centre midfielders. Uh, we're going to need at least one winger. And if there's anyone that thinks we don't need a striker, you, you've had too many Lakens for dinner. So there you go. Like, you know, uh, yeah. it's not just centre back. We're in dire need of some serious reinforcements and Do, we can't fund it. I found a rave. Go on, have you? And Go it's on. a unique rave, but Go I on. like that they've tried to find a positive from a negative. Harvey says, rave, the decline of the football club is good. This is how change begins. <sighs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with you, Harvey, well, the, but the, I enjoy the fact you've tried to find a positive. One of the player that we've got on the next special podcast said this in response to a particular game that we played and I understand that that game then obviously meant you know we went on to have a phenomenal season but um, in terms of you know the football club you know <laughs> seemingly falling apart a little bit you know, the, you know? You know the, and I know you I know I you think it's falling apart by the way no, I think it's there's, not. there's a lot of fires we're getting a bit carried away there's a lot of fires to put out but I don't think it's falling apart you know the real frustration for me Chris and I know you hate them but I've watched a lot of Brighton this season. Fucking hell, here we go. But what I'm going to say is, that could have been us. Uh, I, like, look, I, to, I, not Brighton. I There's so much more money, mate. They've got so much know, more money. I know, but what I'm saying is, like, we were being compared to Brighton. Remember when Chris Hewton was at Brighton, right? Mate, and they I were know, getting promoted. We I were know. being compared to I know, I know, I know. And the difference, and you look at the last five, six years, and you've gone... How are they now so far ahead of us? I know they've got more money. But, but I know mate, they've got a bigger stadium. I know all of that. But we could be close to them. Um, I think, Brent, Brentford. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think I think Brighton is a, is a reach. I really do. They've got shit tons of money. They're not they're not even anywhere near our planet anymore, mm. mate. We're not. We're in a no. I know. But what I'm saying is, we could have been if we'd attracted an investor of of, of Mr. Bloom. Um, Brentford and Fulham, maybe, but still vast amounts yeah. more money than North City. The one that bugs me even before that is Southampton. Mm, but Again, they're struggling. I know lots of money, but you know they've made the right decisions time after I, time. I did see actually. I think it was from. It wasn't from Henry Winter. It was from someone on the Athletic that was like, "It's now. It's, it's not now surviving the first season in the Premier League because a lot of teams do that. It's surviving five seasons, and you look at that and you go, um, 
the likes of Leicester and Southampton, who are lauded of being brilliant sides, now really struggling. You look in the Championship, clubs that were being talked about as being really well run four years ago, yes. now struggling. West Brom, Swansea, the go- Stoke. The ghosts of Premier League past. And yes. you go, actually, Nor- actually Norwich are in a, ve- yeah, in a very yeah. common situation. Yeah, like, look, don't Loads you- of clubs yeah. are struggling with the same problems we are. I do think a few fans, including myself, by the way, could do with maybe just. I guess trying to search for a bit of perspective and looking at actually football fundamentally is absolutely well and truly broken. Yes. It is absolutely broken. There is no way in hell we stand a chance of, of, um, I guess, progressing in the Premier League. In my humble opinion, we can absolutely get into the Premier League. Um, But in terms of that next level, without stupid amounts of money, football's now broken. Um, but as you've rightly highlighted, those other clubs are struggling. What about this for a statement? This is the most blunt statement of the season. Okay, good. It's from a, a guy with a very blunt name, Jeff. Seems Jeff. like a nice guy. Singer-songwriter. And um, I'm not going to even try and pronounce the, the rest of it because I haven't had enough Lakins. But Jeff says, destroy the soccer bot. <laughs> the soccer bot. The soccer bot is probably one of the most talked about uh inanimate objects is, any football club is there a reason why we're the only club in the UK that has a soccer bot probably are we the only one is that a, is that a fact yes well as far as I know unless someone can correct me is it me. broken again oh probably because, because it was working for it a was few weeks, working it was working ago. yeah it was cooking on gas at one point yeah Absolutely phenomenal. Look, there, 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 there are and a ton there, more. There are a ton more questions. Yeah, and there's, there's a there is actually a question also in from Rossi with a love heart eighteen plus that says you up for some um, for those up that for want, what goals the yeah um, for I'm those, up for some for those that are interested in going and finding that question feel free maybe it'll lift your spirits. Look, Norwich could still get in the playoffs. We've got a game against QPR on Wednesday and a game against. Six points this week, suddenly you start to believe. And seriously, right, there's one thing drawing at home to Rotherham and calling it a good performance. That's one thing. It's another thing to be battered by Burrow away from home. Battered, embarrassed, shameful. If you lose to QPR in the state that that club are in, we've got big issues. (laughs) I agree. Big, big issues. Imagine though, if next Tuesday when we're on this podcast, we've got two, and we picked up six points, and you're going with fifth. Gabriel, <laughs> weird, isn't it? It seems like a world away, mate. I, I just feel like the positivity has just been sapped out of me. I'm trying so hard to believe in something, but they're not giving us anything. Please, if you're watching, if anyone at the football club or players are watching this, please, please, please. The fans need something. Please beat QPR. I really hope. I really hope we're on the on the pod next week going. We've got two games left and we're in the playoffs. I really hope. I hope. I, 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 I don't I, believe it, but I hope. We should win the next two games. And if I'm not, saying. there's two TNC specials with two former players, <laughs> a cult hero and legend. That was fun. Enjoyed it. It was therapeutic. I do actually feel quite light. I do feel lighter. Yeah. I'm not sure the viewers will. Um, but let us know what you thought in the comments section on social media. Tag us at Talk Norwich City. We'll share your feedback as a thanks for your support. The, unless you're slagging us off. It's of worth course. noting as well, if you want to eat healthy or drink beer, yes. we've got two perfect partners. Prep King uh, have been brilliant to us all season, so yes. thanks to them. And Lakens are still offering discount. The discount codes and the links are in the description. Please head over there and support them. It helps us. Remember, Thanks. you have to feel the lows to appreciate the highs. That's my final statement. Enjoyed it. Chris, thanks Cheers, very much. Mate. See you, everyone. Bye-bye.